And good afternoon and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host, Ray Dove with REMAX Eastside Brokers, Inc. here in the Bellevue, Seattle, Washington area. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope your family's safe and healthy. So this week I thought I'd talk about an article I saw in the Seattle Times on Sunday. And it says, buying a home without using a real estate agent. A lot of people are doing it. In fact, they go on to say that 11% of all home buyers bought a home without using a real estate agent in the year 2019. It goes on to say that 50% of all home buyers found the home that they're looking for online. Of course, let's keep in mind the homes online are homes that are produced by agents going out and getting sellers to put the homes on the market. So that's where the source of those come from. Homes don't just magically show up online. But nonetheless, I thought, okay, let's talk about this because I'm sure some of you might be thinking, you know what, I can buy a home by myself. I don't need a real estate agent. And you might very well could do it by yourself, depending upon the circumstances. So let me go through some of the examples they have here to help you in that thought process about whether you should reach out to someone like me or reach out to somebody else uh, that you know, or if you should just go directly to a home seller. So the, generally, the only advantage of buying a home without an agent is so that you, the home buyer, can save on the brokerage fee that the seller was willing to pay to a buyer's agent. Of course, the seller is going to look at it and say, well, gee, if they don't have a buyer's agent, now I can save on that brokerage fee. You're looking at it like, hey, if I uh, don't have a buyer's agent, then I'll save on that brokerage fee. And when you bring in an offer, you're going to present it to the seller's agent, and they're going to negotiate on behalf of the seller. So you're negotiating on your own. So keep that in mind. So you're going to be negotiating with the listing agent. You're going to need to review the purchase seller agreement And you may not understand all the forms that you maybe should be using or not using. What disclosures might be out there that you need to be aware of. It's not the seller's agent to provide you with all the information on how to present or prepare a purchase agreement. Yes, they're supposed to provide you with a Form 17 seller property disclosure form. But what if they don't? Do you know what to do then? You may or may not want to have a building inspection. How do you proceed on that? How do you work on doing the inspection? How do you deal with the response on the inspection? Was the home built before 1978? Does that have any issues to deal with? Are there popcorn ceilings? Is there an oil tank in the yard? Is there a septic system? You know, Have you been pre-approved for financing? There's, there's layers of different issues and the seller's agent is there to negotiate a transaction that's best for their seller not best for you, the buyer. And you may be well-educated, and you may have enough of these things in place where you can negotiate yourself, and good for you. You know, we all look for better deals on roofing, on cars, on landscaping. There's nothing wrong with looking for a better deal for yourself. But you have to side on the air of caution so that you cover all your bases. So you need to review the closing disclosure that's at the end of your loan approval. So you you know you need to have your loan approval in place. You need to make sure the appraisal process is done. You need to get formal lender underwriter approval, which may have conditions for the loan approval, may have conditions for closing. How are you going to fulfill those conditions? And there there could be many, there could be very little. This article goes on to say that you should have a professional at least review the paperwork. Hiring an attorney to review the documents is a, is a smart move because a house is a large transaction and the documents are and can be very complicated to read 
through and understand. Issues can come up at any time as well, and a real estate lawyer may be your best resource. Forget waiting until the closing to get an attorney, because this is their business, and an experienced lawyer will be able to advise you on the type of issues that may come up. And in our state, the state of Washington, lawyers don't close transactions. So if you're new to the state of Washington, we have escrow companies handle the paperwork of the purchase-sell agreement, getting all the documentation put together, pertinent to that piece of property. So if it happens to be a condominium or a townhome or a home in a homeowners association neighborhood, there's all those extra documents to get to from the HOA on the financial stability of the neighborhood, if there's any liens or suits or assessments that haven't been paid. Those type of things will show up too. And so the escrow People that work at the escrow company, they put all that together and then what's called an LPO, a limited practicing officer approved by the state of Washington kind of a quasi-attorney, but not really an attorney. They're coached on how to put together the proper paperwork that meets the criteria of the lender and the state of Washington for them to have the documents ready for you as the buyer to sign so those documents can be recorded on the closing date so the title of the home can be transferred from the seller to you. So that's where you would really need to have an attorney to review those documents as well. But review all the other steps that I've just chatted about with regards to all the different types of issues that can and do come up in the course of a transaction. And then, of course, you're going to, when the lender has got you approved and escrow's prepared all the documents, you need it prepared to either wire the funds or come to closing with a cashier's check and the proper identification to prove that you are who you say you are so that the LPO, Limited Practicing Officer of the escrow company, can sign you and get all the money and the information they need from you to satisfy your lender so they can move forward and close on the transaction on the closing date. And then in typical transactions, you have access to the home at 9 p.m. on the day of closing provided that the funds are made available to the seller on that day. Closing is not until the funds are made available. Typically, they're made available the same day it records, because a lot of times the monies are transferred via wire or have been sent to the seller, or the seller can go pick up their proceeds. But you need to walk through some of those challenges. Would I encourage someone to buy a home on their own? Well, if it's your parents' home or a close friend's home and you guys can work through some of those other issues I chat about, sure, why not? Is it worth spending a few thousand dollars to have an attorney look it all over and make sure it's all done properly? Especially reviewing the title and making sure you don't have any easement issues. Unrecorded easements, unrecorded liens that pop up, how do you handle those? So even if it's your best friend or family's home, At a minimum, in my opinion, you should have an attorney review all that. At the end of the day, I think what I bring to the table is a huge skill set of knowledge and experience to walk people through this this whole process of buying a house. So I feel that what I bring to the table can save you as a buyer lots of money in negotiating the purchase price and make sure the transaction is set up to protect you and your interest. And I think the average real estate agent the average good real estate agent, that's what they do best. Yes, they negotiate with the seller's agent, sometimes the seller, but where it really gets tricky is when you're dealing with septic systems, you're dealing with well water, you're dealing with uh, sewer problems, you're dealing with roof problems, you're dealing with lead paint, asbestos, easements, 
inspection issues. You know, we ran into a problem several years ago where people were buying homes and flipping them, and they made them look nice, but they weren't structurally sound. They cut corners, and that stuff comes up on inspections. And then how do you how do you negotiate that? I had one buyer that I found the home for them for sale by owner, and got them inside to look at it. And then they sat there and said they were going to write the offer without me. So we ended up agreeing to have a one-on-one meeting and had a, a, a kind of a little bit of a discussion. But at the end of the day, they decided, you know, you're right. We could possibly see the value in this. Let's go ahead and have you write up the offer. But the sellers already told us that they would not pay a buyer broker fee. I said, well, that's fine. If they don't pay it, then I'm going to look for you to pay it. Are you okay with that? They said, yes, go ahead and take in the offer. So I take in the offer. It's less than what the sellers are willing to take. Subject to a building inspection. And we, I was able to get the sellers to accept it. Then, through the building inspection process, come to find out it needed new gutters, it needed a new roof, it needed new garage doors, it needed a new furnace and hot water tank. And I was able to convince the sellers to take care of all that or my buyers weren't going to buy the home. When the transaction closed, my buyers came and wrote me a check for the brokerage fee and they sent me an email and said this is the best money we'd ever spent we got three times our money's worth because we wouldn't have saw any of that we wouldn't have known how to ask for any of that you saved us over fifty thousand dollars of repairs that we would have been stuck with there is some value you know under the right circumstances you, if you hire the right agent to someone that truly represents you, whether someone's trying to sell a home by owner or not, what you may try to save up front might cost you a lot down the road. So just food for thought when you're thinking about how to best do this. And like I said, if you're going to go try to buy it through the seller's agent, whether it's new construction or whether it's a resell home, keep in mind that they may write up the offer for you, but who are they working for? Who are they representing? Yeah, they're representing the seller. They don't have your best interest at heart. And the chances are they're going to probably get paid both sides of the transaction from the seller. Maybe they'll disclose that to you. Maybe they won't. But they're representing the seller and their job is to get the seller the best possible price and terms, the quickest closing that benefits the seller. So in our current marketplace right now, when you have multiple offers on homes on the market, do you really think that that seller's agent is going to work to your best interest? I would at least pause and think about that before working through a seller's agent to try to get the best possible deal. I mean, I will share with you, I had a condominium a few years ago, and it was, we were in this heated market, and the buyer said, look, we'll buy it from you. Okay, had me all write up, and then he asked for a portion of the brokerage fee back. We had multiple offers on the table. So I went back to my seller, and I go, what do you think? I said, well, I think this guy wants it. We have this other offer over here. They're willing to pay you this much money. If I can get this other guy to go up that much money, why don't we try that first and see if we can't play the two against one another? And sure enough, we did. I was able to get my seller $25,000 more out of the person that I sold the home to. Yeah, they got some brokerage fee back, but you know they were upset at me at the end of the transaction, and I had it clearly in my documentation. I represent the seller. My role is to get the seller the best possible transaction. If you don't want to buy the home, that's okay. We have somebody else that's willing to match your price. What do you want to do? And that's my job. That's my job representing the seller. Just like if I was representing you, I'd have the same stance. I've had several customers in the past say that they would never, ever, ever play poker with me. And that's a good compliment because I'm not going to give away my client's negotiating position. 
I'm representing you as a buyer, what we discuss and our game plan is between us. If I'm representing you as a seller, what our game plan and what we discuss is between us. Unless it's material information, like if the buyer is not approved for financing, then you know we're not going to take somebody an offer if you can't get approved for financing. If you're a seller and you got material defects in the home that I'm aware of, by law I have to disclose that to potential home buyers. So I'm not playing those kind of games whatsoever. But when it comes to negotiating best possible price and terms, whoever hires me has got an app an advocate for their position and I treat it like it's my own money so with me you know that I'm going to fight and work to get you the best possible even in this crazy multiple offer situation I'll leave you with this one last thought I know I've chatted about before my podcast these same people that sold that townhome I got them lots of money they bought a home out in Redmond up till then we'd written like 24 offers 24 different homes we saw like 100 homes we started writing multiple offers on, on, on several different homes. I'd take five offers on five homes and put them out there. But I always put in this one little clause in each one of my offers to protect my home buyer. So that way, if all five sellers agreed to accept their offer, they still had this one clause that allowed them to walk away from the transaction without losing earnest money deposit. And I did that because I fully believed that the seller's agents weren't paying attention to the purchase and sell agreements. And this one clause is in there. And we had three sellers come back and say, yeah, we'll take your offer. And I pointed out to the seller, well, we have this time frame in here to actually relook at everything to make sure it's the house we want. And they they all said the same thing to me. Well, that's not fair. That kind of put your buyer in a position of strength. Yeah, my buyer hired me to put them in a position of strength and allowed them an opportunity to decide which home they really wanted. And that's how we succeeded in finding them a house when we were competing with so many other people. Make sure you get an agent that's working for you and trying to set you up for success if you're, if you're a buyer. And same thing if you're a seller. That's what I'm all about. So give me a, give me a chance to at least interview with you and maybe we can work together, maybe not. But also with regards to this podcast today. Plot out a course, a plan of action. Make sure you put down all the questions you want. Make sure you have all the documents in place. Get at least an attorney to review it if you're going to buy a home on your own without the use of a buyer's agent. With that, make it a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy. This is Ray Dove, REMAX Eastside Brokers, Inc. in Bellevue, Washington. You can reach me via phone call or text at 425-681-8630 or my email address at raydoveremax at gmail.com or you can also find me at raydove.com. Have a great week.